0: In a build-up towards NFL draft prospects, we take a look at Cincinnati quarterback Desmond Ritter. Would he be a good fit for the Denver Broncos? What traits are NFL teams looking at specifically with quarterbacks and what they could eventually become? How does Desmond Ritter fit the profile? We break that down and much more in today's brand-new episode, Locked on Broncos. You are locked on Broncos, your daily Denver Broncos podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. What's up, Broncos country? Welcome back into a brand new episode of Lockdown Broncos, your daily Denver Broncos podcast here on the Lockdown NFL Network, your team every day from the south stands to the end zone. I'm your host, as always, Cody Rourke, joined alongside by my co-host, Sarah Bettinger. Both of us, we cover the Broncos for the Lockdown Network and 9 News. Thank you once again, Broncos country, for making Lockdown Broncos your first listen of the day, every single day, all year long for all the Denver Broncos news content and coverage that you need. Plus, you can get us free and available everywhere. You get your podcast and audio format. You can also watch us here on YouTube. If you're a brand new viewer or watcher here today, hit that subscribe button. Turn on notifications so you never miss out on the day's worth of Denver Broncos news, content, and coverage. Sarah, my friend, look, you know, th- there's a demand in the comment section that we focus on the NFL draft. And while we can't really focus on what the Broncos may do in the NFL draft, we can focus on some prospects as we get towards free agency, which is coming up. Not a lot of Broncos news happening right now, which I think is a good thing. This time in the middle of June is usually like the worst time for covering sports because there's nothing going on. So with that said, we're going to focus on QBs today and we're going to focus on Desmond Ritter, Cincinnati quarterback. Going to be an NFL draft prospect here coming up in just a couple of months. Scouting combine. We'll see him. But we got to talk about what the Broncos and what other NFL teams look for in quarterbacks.
1: That We do, and man, I think a lot of people don't like this draft class at the quarterback position, Cody. If you go on Twitter, you you search a guy's name, you're going to see a ton of just hate hate comments about the guys. But man, once these guys get to the combine, we get to hear them speak, we get to see them run, we get to see them jump. I feel like, man, I, I feel like so many people are going to completely shift the way that they talk about these guys because th- th- isn't that how it goes pretty much every year? I mean, you form these opinions on the quarterbacks, and then all of a sudden you hear him talk and you're like, dang, I really like that guy. Or you see him run, you see him jump, and you're like, wow, that athleticism. I mean, that that would be awesome to have a quarterback that can run 4-4 on the Denver Broncos. So man, I, I think at this point, like you said, it's so early to even be talking about NFL draft. But man, I, I think open mindedness is really where we should be at, right? Open mindedness yeah. with all these guys, especially with a new coaching staff. George Payton has shown, I mean, he's the trustworthy guy at the general manager position, really good eye for talent, really good 2021 draft class. So I think, man, let's give the benefit of the doubt. Let's keep an open mind. And obviously these draft prospects at the quarterback position, there might be more than meets the eye, especially with the guy that we're going to talk about today.
0: I think it's important as well because this is something that we see every year. You mentioned we see all these these takes. Now I think that people see anything that a draft analyst or somebody who covers the draft or covers you know college football they see a tweet. You know, not everybody's going to like the same players, but they see something out there and they see something that a draft analyst or somebody had said, and they're like, hey. They said that. That must be true. And it's low-hanging fruit that people grab onto. My best advice for anybody, do your own research. Watch the tape on these own players you know, rather than just relying on somebody else's word because how are you going to be informed about something if you don't put the time in, if you don't actually look at the things yourself? Because there might be something you like about this player maybe somebody else doesn't like. You might see something that maybe this player can eventually do or grow into or what they can be really good at and nobody's talking about it so that's like I feel like that's the most important part of this whole process so when Sarah and I we go back and we watch the film leading up on these draft prospects as we begin our deep dive into them a lot of it is going to be on okay what do I see based on our experiences based on how we see maybe a team fit I think that's important but let's get to what Broncos you know the Broncos will be looking at what the NFL looks at in terms of qualities from a quarterback I think first off the number one thing cliche as it may sound leadership can this person can this quarterback command a huddle the importance of being able to have everybody's attention in that huddle is super important and you got to be able to relay the play calls we know that the nfl play calls are like a paragraph or two paragraphs Absolutely. long you know especially if you talk about like the sean mcveigh the kyle shanahan system can they memorize the play call that's coming in do they understand when they're calling the play what's you know what's there? guys in that lot that huddle they can see if you crumble a little bit they can see if you don't understand everything it's pressure it's pressure being in a stadium having to get a play call. So leadership, can they command the huddle? That's another important one, Sarah. Are there any other important ones in your opinion you want to touch on?
1: Well, I think leadership is obviously number one, Cody, and you talking about play calls just reminds me every time I order my Starbucks, the grande brown sugar oat (laughs) milk shake and espresso with an extra shot, I always clap and say on -on one-on-one break, you know? (laughs) I love it. it. So uh, leadership, obviously a huge, huge piece of it, Cody, but man, you have to be able to process. You have to be able to show that you can learn from your mistakes, right? I feel like that's something that, as the Broncos have, you know, gone from Paxson Lynch to Case Keenum to Drew Locke and et cetera, et cetera. You know, we've kind of seen, like, what's your ability to really process things? Are you processing what you're seeing on the field? Are you able to go back, look at the film, see what you did wrong, and then come back and correct it and get better? Those are things that we saw from a a lot of quarterback prospects that people had written off. Like, like, look at Dak Prescott. He wasn't the best passer early on at Mississippi State. Then in his senior season, he kind of showed flashes of, like, man, I mean, maybe he is really good. And he went still in the fourth round of the draft despite – really good arm talent, really good athleticism, really good leadership qualities, really improved ability to process. And that has worked out exceptionally well for Dallas. Obviously, they have a franchise quarterback in place. So I think that's something to me, Cody, that on the list of things that we have here, obviously leadership, processing, adaptive, um, pathway development, understanding where you're at and who you can become. That's what I think NFL teams look for. And of course, we've heard a number of People, including Nathaniel Hackett, mentioned that you're looking for toughness and you're looking for that leadership quality, those leadership traits in guys. So toughness, I think, goes deeper than just, you know, you get hit on the chin. Do you get back up? I think it's mental toughness as well.
0: No, you spot on their mental toughness. Well, can you, if you make a bad play or if you turn the ball over, how do you respond on the next drive? Are you scared to turn the ball over again to a point where you play timid? I mean, we see so many young quarterbacks make this mistake sometimes when they get thrust into a situation here, but you want to see them go out and still swing, right? It's like the three-point shooter analogy that you always make here on the show. You know, if you're a three-point shooter and you missed your first five shots, you're still you're not going to stop chucking up threes. You're going to find a way to get going. And I think that's the mentality people need to have here. And so as it pertains to like pathway development. Understanding where a player is and who they can become is super important. I think everybody believes that there's this narrative right now that in the NFL draft, a quarterback has to be everything. They have to be a finished product right away, or else you should not take them. You should not take a chance on drafting them. But that's why we talk about player development. Look at Trevor Lawrence, for example. An elite college football quarterback came into it. Yes, not a very good situation in Jacksonville. However, there were things in his game where he struggled at the pro level. However, the belief is that he can continue to develop and get more comfortable to build on the positive traits that he does have to work on some of the negative traits that he does have and to be able to carry that over and grow over time nobody needs to be a finished product right now I think Patrick Mahomes the rise of what he's been able to do Justin Herbert inside the division I feel like these guys' rise in the NFL has really flawed the the viewpoint that many people have and fans have and and scouts and analysts have about a player needs to be this right away that's not the case it's nice if it happens but that's an anomaly and I feel like that's become the expectation for many NFL fans And simply, it is unrealistic or sustainable in the long run. But now we're going to focus a little bit on Desmond Ritter coming up here in just a moment. What type of traits and experiences does he have that will translate well to the NFL? We talk about that coming up here in just a moment. But first, let me tell you about BetOnline.net, the sponsor of today's episode, Locked On Broncos. And football season might be over, but we have basketball that's in full swing right now with college hoops and pro hoops starting back up after the all-star break from the latest odds totals, player props, and performances to where the next fire coach is going to land, BetOnline.net is the number one spot for all your sports betting needs today. BetOnline remains the best spot for all your sports scores, your podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline.net is your source for hockey, boxing, and UFC odds right to the Olympic coverage and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action with BetOnline.net. BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, Sarah, as we jump into the second half action on today's episode, Lockdown Broncos. Once again, Broncos country, just want to say thank you so much for making Lockdown Broncos your first listen of the day every single day. Your interaction, your contributions here to this podcast as a fan of the Denver Broncos all of your input. It matters. And I always love when we can agree or disagree respectfully and have great dialogue, great conversation because that's what brings us all together. We appreciate you making Lockdown Broncos your first listen every single day. Sarah, now we just talked about what NFL teams and what the Denver Broncos should be looking at in players, particularly at the quarterback position. Now we got to look at one of the prospects here that's intriguing. And look, I put a tweet out the other day. I said, hey, and I really feel like Desmond Ritter could be a great fit for Nathaniel Hackett's type of offensive scheme. And obviously we saw a really great clip of him obviously at the senior bowl selling the play action rolling out and throwing an absolute dime 20 yards down the field on the run I mean you love things like that from guys like they have flash qualities so when we talk about Desmond Ritter out of Cincinnati There's a lot of different narratives being painted about him as a quarterback prospect, and he's not QB1, he's not QB2, he may be a third-round guy, second-round guy. At this point, nobody knows, right? The scouting combine is going to tell us a lot this upcoming week, and we'll have recap as to what's going on there, and we'll talk about these guys in depth. But what are some things about Desmond Ritter that really stand out to you evaluating him as a quarterback prospect?
1: Well, I think the first thing that you look at with Desmond Ritter is obviously one thing that, you know, for anybody that's listening that doesn't know, there's there's that old Bill Parcells like threshold for experience when it comes to the quarterback position coming out of college. And obviously, you know, his, his theory was that the more experience you have in college, the better you translate to the NFL. Obviously, nowadays, we know that is not necessarily the case. And that's not necessarily either how NFL teams prioritize it. But, man, I'd be hard-pressed to say that it's not impressive that the guy has 50 games under his belt at the college level, which includes a recent appearance in the college football playoff. I mean, Cincinnati in the college football playoff, when two SEC teams are making it, I mean, that's pretty insane, right? That That doesn't happen. It hasn't happened, right? So I feel like that's really a notch on his belt to me, Cody. And then we talked about it in the first segment. What are the traits that NFL teams are looking for? leadership is at the top of the list. And I feel like as a four-year starting quarterback and a team captain, that's something where Desmond Ritter, he really stands out in the leadership category. And, and that's just that's just how he's perceived from the outside looking in. You're a four-year starter on a, on a program that you elevated to the college football playoff. To me, those are the top two things that I'm looking at in terms of you know just intangible qualities. He, he has experience, which means that he's been able to see, he's been able to learn process grow get better make a lot of mistakes already on the field at the college level and then also the leadership traits get your team to the college football playoff why did you go back after your junior season to do exactly that to get to the college football playoff and he did that and i think that's really impressive
0: Well, one thing, too, Broncos fans love quarterbacks with this big arm talent, like being able to throw the ball downfield effectively here. And as Jim Nagy, I mean, Jim Nagy, when it comes to prospects and talent and identifying talent, Jim Nagy finds the best players and invites them to the Senior Bowl. And Desmond Ritter was a big part of that. Jim Nagy's had a lot of high praise here. I would trust Jim Nagy's opinion over pretty much anybody else's out there that has an opinion on draft prospects because Jim Nagy's been doing it for so long. The Senior Bowl is a pillar of what we talk about with NFL draft prospects but he said uh you know he's an easy passer who can make tough nfl throws and that clip that i referenced that i retweeted and quote tweeted on my timeline at cody Rook nfl shows the really great sell fake on the play action bootleg i mean realistically kind of a similar scheme where everybody for example he's under center he's stepping to his left to fake the handoff the whole offensive line is stepping to the left giving the illusion that's creating flow from the linebackers and you have your tight end coming across the field there i mean the way that he put that on a rope on a dime there That is what you want. You can build on that, right? That's not the only thing that's special about him, but it's like things like that. You're like, okay, hey, he can do this at the NFL level. That's what goes into the evaluation piece right here. But you also mentioned, too, there's a a realm of a dual threat for him. Like he has the ability as an athlete to be able to use his legs. Jim Nagy mentioned he could run a sub 4-4-40 in the 40-yard dash. 4-5, 4-4 speed. That's faster than anybody that the Broncos have had at quarterback in the last, I don't know, maybe – 20 years? I mean, I I don't remember the last time the Broncos had a quarterback that had some speed to him. I don't think you want to design runs around him, but it's like he has the ability with his elusiveness to maybe create extra time in the pocket. What do we see about Patrick Mahomes so often when the Broncos play him? He's always just finding a way to escape, be elusive, and keep plays alive with his legs. Ritter can do the same thing.
1: He can, and that's one of the things that really stands out about him. You know, how many many times do you see a quarterback – take off for a 75 yard touchdown run. I mean, that's just not that this doesn't happen very often. Even at the college level, you don't really see that. And so for Desmond Ritter, to me, man, that was one of the things that really stood out. I mean, he was arguably the best dual threat quarterback in the country over the last two years combined. And I know Malik Willis will have something to say about that and other quarterbacks as well. But man, he's up there in the top five for sure, if not top three. And I would say that's a trait, like you said, Cody, I can't remember the last time the Broncos had a true dual threat at the quarterback position. Of course, they've had quarterbacks that can make plays with their legs. And we saw Drew Locke even in the season finale against the Chiefs doing some things with his legs as well. But, man, to have Why? a guy with that 4-5, four, five four four speed, that's a different game that you're playing completely. You're talking about that's rare error for the quarterback position to be able to run that fast and still be that big. It kind of reminds me, too, I mean, just as we're talking about Desmond Ritter, the coaching staff that the Broncos have in place, Klein Kubiak being the new QBs coach and passing game coordinator. You know, the Vikings went out last offseason – and they drafted a guy, Kellen Mond, out of Texas A&M. Pretty similar physical build and arm talent and mobility, you know, speed type of thing. He's got very similar traits of Desmond Ritter. So when we're talking about, hey, what projects to this offense and the staff that the Broncos are putting together, I feel like Desmond Ritter has pretty much all of it, you know, especially because of the price range that you could maybe get him. That's It it all kind of seems to be packaging together to be potentially – the perfect mix of things like you said is he a final product absolutely not are the traits there and are you willing to to buy into and develop those traits i think that's really the the bigger question here that maybe the broncos front office is asking and maybe as we as you know broncos country fans analysts we should be asking
0: I think those are great points there too, especially considering the fact that he isn't who he's going to be, right? And he can end up being a really good quarterback at the NFL level with development, or he could be a bad one. Like, it just depends on circumstances, environment, and how fast he's willing to learn. I mean, all these things are all contingent upon him, his environment, the coaching staff, the scheme around him, the players around him. And there were a lot of people talking about, well, you know, he didn't really throw much to his wide receivers. His most reliable target was his tight end, which I think for us there covering the Broncos, guess what we wanted to see more of last season? The Broncos going to some of the tight ends, downfield specifically. That's good. But then you you give a guy like Desmond Ritter, Cortland Sutton, Tim Patrick, Jerry Judy, KJ Hamler, these guys at the tight end position and a strong running game here. I mean, it, the opportunities for what he could be are endless and it all goes with patience and development and whether or not the organization believes he could be the guy. So Broncos country, we're going to ask the question here, what would be the price to acquire versus the potential production early here for Desmond Ritter if in fact the Broncos are there? How do Broncos fans feel about Ritter, especially in the first round or second round? We get to that coming up here in just a moment but let me tell you about the other sponsor. Today's episode Lockdown Broncos, that's our good friends over there at Bilt Bar and you've heard Sarah Benninger and myself rave about Billbar on this podcast every single day. It's because Billbar is the best tasting protein Bar that is out there on the market yesterday in the mail, I had just got my brand new package of churro puff built bars sent directly to my doorstep. It's one of my favorite built bar flavors out there. They have nine amazing original flavors plus the occasional limited time flavors like the puffs and they have new flavors coming in every single month. So check it out at built.com. But if you need a little bit of extra fuel to help get you through your day, give you some energy. Built bar contains 17 grams of protein, 130 calories and only four grams of sugar. So you can go to built.com right here, right now and check out all the amazing flavors that they have. Find a box. you or your family or the wife would like and make sure you select it go to checkout once you go to checkout you can apply a promo code lock 15 and when you do that it's going to take 15% off your next order at built.com once again promo code lock 15 will get you 15% off your next order at built.com as we jump into the fourth quarter action on today's episode, Locked On Broncos, we appreciate all the support that we've gotten. We've gotten some great reviews on Apple Podcasts, and one thing you can do, Broncos Country, that'll help this show continue to grow and find more members in Broncos Country is your reviews on Apple Podcasts. Spotify, you can now leave reviews for podcasts as well. We have a lot of five-star reviews. We appreciate the support for the people that tune in every single day. If you have an Apple Podcast and you're listening right there, please go there right now. If you haven't left a review for us already, we would love it, and it would mean the world to us if you would go ride a review if you love the show leave us a five-star review and tell us why you tune in every single day leave your twitter handle in the description as well and we'll enter you into any future contest giveaway that we do here on the lockdown broncos podcast once again broncos country this podcast would not be possible without all of you we are very grateful for you all taking time out of your day to listen to us or watch us talk broncos football sarah the big question now what would be the price to acquire a quarterback like desmond redder Or, you know, also, what would his potential early production be if he was, in fact, taken? I think a lot of people right now are debating he's not worth being selected at nine overall. Do we definitively know that just yet? Right. Because all the narratives that we've seen about this year's quarterback class, who's QB1, nobody has a definitive answer on who QB1 is. A lot of people have a lot. There's a lot of group think. There's a lot of people that think similarly about Matt Corral, Carson Strong, Malik Willis, potentially. I think that you cannot discount maybe the Broncos going for a guy here at nine overall. However, I think a lot of the NFL scouting combine and his pro day for Desmond Ritter, how it goes will determine if he goes round one, round two, round three. Uh, You know, there's a lot of Broncos fans that replied to my tweet that said, hey, I wouldn't mind the Broncos getting him in round number two. But if you believe that he's your guy, why not go round one? I understand there's other team needs here, but I'm just speaking specifically on quarterback, which is probably the most significant need here for this Broncos team
1: exactly exactly if you think he's your guy you can't really wait I mean you can't really I, I guess the. I mean the Patriots did last year but that was at pick number 15 overall and there were clearly three other quarterbacks you know that were supposed to go ahead so at this point like you said the, the fact that we don't really know where any of these quarterbacks will land in the 2022 draft really just creates like this whole chaotic environment as we go into draft season like I think we really need to start paying attention in the coming weeks and months to what people like Daniel Jeremiah are saying of NFL.com yeah. and Dane Brugler of The Athletic because those are two guys in the NFL draft community that are super, super plugged in with NFL teams and front offices. And they have friends and buddies in the scouting departments of these teams. They have friends and buddies in Everywhere at the highest level, general managers, they talk to these people on a consistent basis. And so they're getting a consensus in their rankings and in their mock drafts from people who know what NFL teams are thinking. And of course, NFL teams aren't just going to come out and say, oh, yeah, this is our quarterback one. We're targeting him in the first round, especially George Payton, who, as of last year, nobody knew that he was still going to take Sertan at pick (laughs) number nine. I was a shock to all of us. So I think for from the Broncos' perspective, we're, we got to look at this in terms of, hey, first of all, formulate your own opinion about the guy. Yes. Second of all, listen to people that are are plugged into the league. Don't just listen to people who have the strongest opinions on Twitter. Listen to people who are plugged into the league. If you want to really accurately project, you know, if you're talking about just. Okay, I, I want to get on board with this—the flashiest opinion of this guy. Then you can do that, but I think, I mean, how often has that really worked out in recent years? Everybody had a, such a positive opinion about Justin Fields last year. How did that really end up going? Everybody seemingly had negative opinions about Jalen Hurts. How has that worked out? I mean, he's looked like one of the better young quarterbacks from his particular draft class as well. So, to me, Cody, that's the model that we're looking at here. If you were, if you're talking about specifically Jalen Hurts the second round pick by the Philadelphia Eagles, virtually risk-free, right? I mean, there's no risk attached to that pick. And and when they picked him, it wasn't like, oh, yeah, he's our guy. But those questions kind of started to come up. In hindsight, is Jalen Hurts, even in just your opinion, Cody, is he worth a first-round pick? Is he worth moving up even to pick number 32 to get that fifth-year option? Because that's kind of where we're at, I think, with Desmond Ritter.
0: Well, I think that's an important point, right? You've drafted him in round number two. There's not going to be that element of a fifth year option. I, I like what you mentioned about low risk, high reward. And what we see with Philadelphia right now with Jalen Hurts, you know, I know everyone's wondering about whether or not the Eagles are going to go with the quarterback in this year's NFL draft. But it's like when you look at what he's been able to do, there's things about his game that are super impressive that if he continues to develop, I mean, he's going to be tough. Like, the Broncos could not figure out how to stop him last year. And it was frustrating because the whole notion was the same premise that Vic Fangio used against Lamar Jackson. We want to force him to beat us with his arm. You know what he did? He kept plays alive with his legs and he beat <laughs> the Broncos with his arm, finding guys just wide open consistently. And so there's things about his game and, you know, granted, there's areas where he struggled, but you know, if it works out for the Eagles, let's say this year or next year, and let's say they don't go with quarterback, people are going to say, Hey, this is genius. Jalen hurts around two. Wow. I mean, I think we all forget, too, Drew Locke was also a second-round draft pick for the Broncos, and the low-risk, high-reward factor, I mean, it's still potentially there with him being under contract, but I kind of like the idea with this about Desmond Ritter. It's like, but you cannot risk waiting because guess what? The Broncos pick in round two at number at four, at pick 40. That right there, it's going to be very difficult, Sarah, to be able to maybe hold out hope that some other NFL team that is unsure of their quarterback situation, and there's several of them out there, won't take him as well. So it's like you have to really try to figure out what are these teams doing. George Payton doesn't strike me as the type of guy that's going to be, you know, overthink things and make a risky move just for the sake of like, oh, my gosh, he's calculated. Like, he's got great relationships with a lot of people. Um, and I think that it's all about just trying to figure out where the Broncos need to sit best here in this situation. I, I think that, if, you know, if there's a belief that he's your guy. Go get him in round one. Let them develop with this coaching staff. I wouldn't be mad at that approach. I know many people in Broncos country would, but like I said, you got to do your own research. You got to watch these guys, and you got to see maybe what other people are seeing, like more informed people. I, I like that you mentioned Dane Brugler. I like that you mentioned Daniel Jeremiah. I mean, they do a fantastic job of deep diving almost every prospect that'll probably go in round one, round two, and even round three. They do really good deep dives, and I think it's important that we continue to analyze what he can become, not just who he is right now, but what he can become and, and what we see from him in terms of his trajectory and his growth. If the offense is very quarterback friendly with the weapons that are around him right now, it's a more sustainable environment for a guy like Desmond Ritter to grow. So that's my final thoughts here on the subject matter on today's episode, Lockdown Broncos. Sarah, is there any closing thoughts you want to bring to that when we talk about Desmond Ritter? Here's
1: my final thought on everything, especially regarding the quarterback position. If you take away a guy's biggest weakness, you know, would you would you draft him nine overall if you could if if you could say okay yeah we can fix this part of his game then does that change the discussion for you because if it does like you said you're, the draft is all about what these guys can become it's not necessarily about just who they are of course we know that there's pro ready guys coming out of different positions and there's guys that you're like okay yeah i think you know tyler linderbaum the center from iowa he's going to be a great pro he looks like he's going to be an all-pro center pretty much right away he's pro ready the quarterback position is harder to project because of changing offenses and such like that but when you're evaluating you have to say if i could if i could mitigate even or if i could almost eliminate this guy's biggest weakness biggest flaw is he the type of guy that i would build my team around and when you're talking specifically about desmond ritter you got to identify that. What's his biggest weakness? And if he can improve on that, is he a franchise quarterback? If the answer is yes, Cody, to me, I feel like that's a
0: no-brainer. Oh, it is in Broncos country. We want to know what you think down below here on YouTube in the comment section. Drop us a comment on what you think here about Desmond Ritter, his pros, cons, what he's good at, what you believe his weaknesses are. Can he become something special for the Denver Broncos if, in fact, they do take him? We're going to continue our NFL Draft Prospect Profile Series here on Lockdown Broncos, leading us up to NFL free agency. And also after that, once we have a better idea as to what the Broncos NFL Draft will look like, depending on free agency and several of the dominoes that have to fall first before we get a better idea. You get that here on Lockdown Broncos. We'll see you on Monday for a brand new episode of the show as we continue our Draft Prospect Profile Series, not to mention a look ahead at the NFL Scouting Combine.